0: Welcome to Nutrition Unmeasured, a podcast for dietitians, students, but also parents, caregivers, and everyone in between, looking for non-restrictive, body-inclusive ways to be nourished and live well. Hosted by me, Gina Forster, an anti-diet registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor from Columbus, Ohio. Go box. Welcome back to the Nutrition Unmeasured podcast. Today's sponsor is my free handout on five steps to jumpstart your intuitive eating practice. If you're interested in this handout, go ahead and scroll down to the show notes for this episode and you'll see a link to sign up for and receive this uh, one page handout on five steps to jumpstarting your intuitive eating practice. Before getting started today, I'd love to ask for a review. If you're enjoying this podcast, reviews only take a few seconds and they really help me grow the listenership. And of course, I'd appreciate it so much. Just some updates since our last episode. Man, summer is coming to an end uh, as I record this episode. Paige is starting third grade. Cameron is starting first grade. This will actually be the first fall where I won't be working at a large university dining services operation. So it will be different from the past 10 years for me. We are actually taking a couple small weekend trips leading up to the start of the school year, and I'm really excited about that, just getting out and really soaking up really the last of the summer. So let's dive into today's topic, all on the five steps to jumpstart your intuitive eating journey. The first five steps are about unfollowing and paying attention. The idea is to start by identifying different areas in your life that may be holding you back, and opportunities you have to improve, and then slowly working towards making realistic changes. Let's get started with step number one. And where did I come up with these steps? These are just I want to I, I want to explain. These are just steps that I have noticed as I'm working with people through their intuitive eating journey. What what are the first 5 things that I think are important for them to do? It might look different for everyone, but generally speaking, these are 5 things that I think anyone can do, not, you know, with with or without an intuitive eating coach or support system. These are things you can do right now. Of course, having that coach, therapist, other support is also helpful, but these are things that you can do right now on your own. Okay, number 1 is unfollow toxic influencers, and I'm saying influencers, but I'm putting it in quotes. First, identify which people or companies you are following on social media that don't bring you joy, like Marie Kondo says. If you find yourself second guessing your body, your food choices, or really anything after seeing someone's post, is this really someone you should be following? You know, I I feel like for me, I, I have unfollowed most, you know, toxic diet influencers or anyone who posts before and after pictures of their body. I don't find that useful or helpful. Uh, But I've also noticed that when I'm on social media and I see what, what people are doing or what moms are doing or parents in general with their kids, I start to compare myself or have FOMO. And I'm noticing that it doesn't bring me joy at all. Uh, I used to, you know, if it's my friends and family, sure. But if it's people that I barely know, I don't know what their story is, but I'm creating a story in my mind that I think, you know, that they're better than me or they're doing a better job or wow, look at all the fun that they're having and I'm not having any fun. And I find that that no longer brings me joy and really did it ever. Uh, but, you know, I'm specifically talking about in this first step, those, those toxic influencers, who talk about what they eat every day, post before and after pictures, and make you feel guilty or shame shameful over your food choices or your body. Uh, yeah, so if you, if you wanna just take some time to scroll through your social media, whether it's TikTok or Instagram, Facebook, and really pay attention to which of the people or the companies that you follow are still bringing you joy. And if they're not, sayonara. Step two. And I should say, too, these are in random order, okay? Uh, They are not in any type of hierarchy whatsoever. Start practicing and paying attention to your inner dialogue. How do you talk to yourself? A big part of intuitive eating is self-compassion. Be curious, not judgmental that is a, a quote directly from the intuitive eating book that I like to repeat over and over again with my clients and honestly myself I am curious about most actions that I engage in whether it's regarding food my kids I'll give you an example with with my kids you know let's say I get really angry with them uh, and maybe I act in a way that I'm kind of embarrassed about and I'm, I'm shameful of you know in the past I might have, really judged myself for that, for that action or, you know, gotten really mad at myself and, you know, had this inner dialogue about how bad of a mom I am. I could do so much better. What was I thinking? But now I I like to remind myself of this quote, be curious, not judgmental. So now when I get really short with my kids, which of course does happen from time to time, especially over the summer, I will say it probably happens more than it should. I, I I like to really ask, why did I just blow up like that? I, I, I am curious about my actions instead of judgmental. Maybe, you know what? I'm just really tired. It's the end of the day. I didn't get good sleep last night. I, you know, I haven't eaten dinner yet. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm on edge right now. And that's why I did what I did. And then I'll go to my kids and I'll explain that to, him, to them. You know, I'm, I'm sorry that I talked to you like that. It wasn't right. I am feeling really tired. I'm feeling I'm hungry at this moment. It's not an excuse, but I am trying not to judge myself for my actions, and I hope that you don't either. Please just accept my apology and understand why I acted that way, uh, and I'll try to do better next time. So really pay attention, this is step two, to that inner dialogue that you have, okay? And if you notice you're talking down to yourself often, that is the first step just noticing how you're talking to yourself. If you're not ready to fix it or do anything about it, that's okay. The first step is just paying attention and being aware. If you can then move forward to start neutralizing those comments or the way you talk to yourself, you know, I shouldn't have eaten that pint of Ben and Jerry's. Instead of saying something like that, you know, what was I thinking? I'm such a bad person, neutralizing the statement and you know being aware of it first that's number 1 and then second wait a second you know what i'm not a bad person for eating that i ate the ben and jerry's it's done it's over with i'm going to move on that's that's how i like to explain neutralizing it not you're not talking down to yourself you're aware of what you did if you want to be curious be curious why did i just eat that entire pint of ben and jerry's hmm you know what i haven't eaten all day long I skipped lunch today. I was so busy. My body is hungry. Or maybe you're you you just you're going through something really, really difficult and you are using that Ben and Jerry's as for an unmet need that you're trying to meet. Be curious, not judgmental. That's the key. So just being aware of that inner dialogue. And if you want to take the next step when it comes to curiosity, being curious about why you're talking to yourself the way you are or why you did a certain action, That can be another step, too, and not judgmental. All right, step number three, start to notice hunger cues. You may not ever notice hunger cues at all, especially after years of being told by diet culture that our hunger cues are meant to be ignored and pushed away. You know, for me personally, I really, back in the day, when I was heavily ingrained in diet culture, I had to change my whole mindset about hunger cues. And instead of what I was doing at the time, which was dreading them, you know, I I could feel them, but I dreaded them because I knew that meant I was going to have to eat. Instead of that, I began to really look forward to them. Uh, You know, I called them what they are, important signals from my body that it's time to eat. And then I began to find joy in choosing what to eat in that moment. I changed my mindset. So I automatically became more aware of my body's signals That was just me. It might look different for you. This may take time, but just again, going back to that attention, starting to pay attention to those signals is key. If you believe your signals are completely gone, that's okay too. In other words, if you are thinking right now, well, I don't really notice signals of hunger. I don't feel it in my belly. I don't, I don't, you know, get shaky or a headache. Any of those those signals that people talk about, I don't really even notice. What I like to suggest is set a timer for about four hours after you eat a meal and then start to pay attention around that four or five hour mark. Do you notice anything physical, mental? Are you, are you thinking about food more often? If you aren't noticing anything, maybe your body isn't giving signals anymore. That doesn't mean they can't come back. If you, when that timer goes off, after you stop and really start to feel what your body signals are, if they're there, and if you notice they're not, still go ahead and eat. Begin by just eating every four to five hours, even if it's a snack or something small, even if you don't feel hungry, those hunger signals will come back. So again, step three, just starting to pay attention and seeing if you can notice those hunger cues. And they're gonna be different for everyone, but I will say most people, when, when I ask, where do you feel hunger, it's usually a slight growl in the belly or the stomach area. All right. Step number four, start asking yourself what you actually want. This may start with putting yourself first throughout the day and learning to say no. And no is not an easy feat for some people. Saying no can be really difficult. What you may have noticed, what you may have once considered selfish is actually just living and thriving by doing what is best for you, which in turn makes you a better mom, dad, caregiver, daughter, son, colleague, employee, et cetera, boss. Pay closer attention to what satisfies you. Start with food if you'd like. When you start noticing hunger, ask yourself, what do I want? What sounds good? Do I want something hot, something cold, something smooth, something crunchy, something sweet or something salty? Instead of choosing foods based on rules, choose them based on satisfying yourself. So again, putting your, your own wants and desires first, whether that, whether that starts with learning to say no, you know, making time for yourself. You don't have to say yes to everything that is asked of you. And that again, that is not easy. And or this could start with just asking yourself, what sounds good for any given meal? What do you want in this moment to eat when you're noticing that hunger? And the last step, step five, pay attention to your thoughts and beliefs about food. So again, this is another step that has a lot to do with simply paying attention and acknowledging thoughts and beliefs about food. What are those thoughts and beliefs and where did they come from? Can you challenge them? Can you at least recognize them and be curious about how they're affecting you? Here's an example. I believe sugar and desserts are useless and terrible for me, and they have no reason to be in my diet. That's not truly what I believe. It was just an example. But you know what? At one point, I did believe that. So let's look at this thought and this belief. Where did I learn this? I have learned this through social media, TV shows, friends, colleagues, and really I've heard this message for a long time. You know, even in school, I feel like when I was, you know, going to school for dietetics, a lot of times carbs and and specifically desserts and sugar weren't talked about in a positive way. All right. Can I challenge this? Yes, I think I can challenge this, but Desserts are a part of a lot of celebrations, and they really bring me joy when I eat them. And I also notice that when I skip desserts because of a rule or a belief, I then crave them more throughout the day. And then when I do give into my diet rules or my rule about eating desserts, I eat way more than what feels comfortable in my body. So in the long run, this belief is causing me fear and restriction that's really unnecessary. I think that if I just allow desserts and treat them more neutrally, maybe I won't obsess about them so much. Maybe I'll feel more in control of myself when I do eat them. Let's continue challenging them. Just because desserts don't have quote unquote important nutrients doesn't mean they don't have an important role in my life. Not everything I eat has to provide important nutrients. Didn't I learn it's more about dietary patterns than my minute-to-minute food choices. Overall, my food choices are sound and I can always make space for a good dessert. Okay, that was a long example, but that is exactly what you can start doing. When you pay attention to your thoughts and beliefs about food and you acknowledge them, you can start by first challenging them and then second, maybe maybe even looking at past experiences and challenging them based on that. So I thought about my past experience having restricted sugar. And I know that caused me to over obsess about sugar, think about it all the time. And then when I was around sugar, I had no control over my intake. Okay. I I challenged my thoughts about sugar too. I thought, you know, sure, sugar and desserts don't really have any quote unquote nutrients, but who is to say that they don't fit into a balanced diet? Who's to say that sugar has no place? You know, it's not about my minute to minute food choices, it's about my dietary patterns. And overall, I think I make pretty sound food choices. So who's to say having a dessert, even regularly, daily, is bad? So, Uh, Pay attention to those thoughts and beliefs about food and start challenging them. That is the last step I have for you. Just a little recap for you. For first of all, as a reminder, I have put a link in the show notes with all of these written down. So you can go ahead and click on that link and you will get this handout sent to you in your email with all five of these steps. So you can remember them, put them on your refrigerator, Put them in your bathroom, wherever you need the reminders of these five steps. And I'm going to review them with you uh, really briefly here. Number one, and these all have to do with acknowledging and noticing things, right? So one, notice who doesn't bring you joy on social media and start to unfollow those people or those companies. Number, Number two, start practicing and paying attention to your inner dialogue. So practicing more positive inner dialogue. But first it's about paying attention. What does your inner dialogue sound like? Number three, start noticing hunger cues. And again, that comes back to just paying attention. Do you even have hunger cues? If you notice hunger, what do you do? Do you act on it or do you try to push it away? Number four, start asking yourself, what brings you satisfaction? What do you actually want? This can start with learning to say no when you've maybe taken on too much. Or it can also start with asking yourself what you want when it comes to food. Instead of getting, letting those rules get in the way and those certain beliefs about food, start by just asking, what do I want right now? What sounds good? And then number five, pay attention to your thoughts and beliefs about food and start challenging them and comparing them past experiences. And if you're looking for some follow-up reading on this topic, which I will, I feel like I'm always going to add some type of a recommendation when it comes to books or, you know, continued learning. And I've got four books to share with you today. Number one is really the importance of starting to get familiar with how we have been conditioned to believe that our size matters when it comes to our health. And begin unlearning it. Aubrey Gordon's book, You Just Need to Lose Weight and 19 Other Myths About Fat People. I just finished reading this book. I highly recommend it. Uh, lots of good research in there too. If you're ever, if you ever got a friend or colleague who's questioning anything that you say, that book is full of, of great resources. Uh, also, the self-compassion book. The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself by Dr. Kristen Neff, another great one. Of course, I'm also going to throw in the Intuitive Eating uh, Workbook and the Intuitive Eating Edition 4 book that came out in 2020 by Evelyn Tripoli and Elise Resch. And then Respect Your Body and Show It Kindness with Rebecca Scritchfield's Body Kindness book while also working on the other areas of wellness in your life. This book is full of mantras and space for journaling and reflection. To end this episode, I really want to highlight my offerings. I offer a general nutrition support session on an hourly basis for anyone looking to make a change in their life, lifestyle, health, wellness, really anything, all through a weight-inclusive, health-at-every-size and non-restrictive lens and approach. For those who are ready to jump feet first into an intuitive eating journey, I also offer a personal intuitive eating and wellness program, which includes a free introductory call to see if the program is right for you. And lastly, I'm putting together a self-paced 10 module online intuitive eating course, which is actually available now for pre-order half off. I will put the link to that in the show notes. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and end this episode with my favorite new product or recipe. I made this fruit pizza recipe by eating well. I will tell you, if I made it again, I would do some changes uh, to the recipe. I I don't think I flattened it out enough. Essentially what it is, it's an oatmeal cookie crust and then it's topped with a Greek yogurt and, and cream cheese and sugar icing which was delicious. I mean, I was just licking the spoon. And then, of course, slices of your favorite fruit. I actually used banana, kiwi, and strawberry. Uh, Yeah, that was what I used. It was delicious. Next time, I will actually flatten the cookie a little bit more. I I believe it was too thick when I made it. I want to cut it in half to maybe more like a half an inch to almost a quarter of an inch. And I also added one more egg to the, the cookie uh, the cookie crust. I, I think it was too, for me, crumbly. So I had to add the another egg to really hold the crust together. But either way, a great recipe, and I would highly recommend it. All right, that is it for today. Coming up on August 31st, I will be talking with Erin Flores about having thin privilege while coaching on intuitive eating and body positivity. Until then, treat yourself with the respect you deserve. Be the friend you've always wanted and reach out to me anytime on Instagram at nutritionunmeasured or via email at trustyourbodyrd@gmail.com. at gmail.com.